thank you to our three sponsors for supporting our podcast. John Russell's Art Caterers and Milltown Pies, who offer fantastic catering services. Alexander Grace Law, who provide modern and client-led legal services. And SBE Furnishings, who offer high-quality furnishings and electrical items at fantastic prices. So, <laughs> oh, on that note, we'll, um, this episode is a little bit of a welcome back to the podcast, the housecast for, for all our listeners. Get a legend of the club guy, Matt Marquis, who's done so much and he's a proper, you chop his arm off, he's got Laura House running through it. So we thought at the same time we'd get someone on who is extremely similar to Matt, um, loves the club through and through and um, and hopefully will uh, we'll give us an update and have a bit of a ray of sunshine in these dark times towards the uh, the season. Just welcome our MD, Matt Stanley. Welcome, Stanley. Welcome. Thanks for coming back on. Evening, no problem, Jez. Are we all playing nice? Yeah, yeah. it's gone well. It's gone. It's gone great. I'm. I'm glad you've not been listening, really, Stanley, because I don't really want to talk to you about cricket anymore. I just want to discuss with you so, a band called Babbage, and you practicing <laughs> in Stockport Bandstand. You're singing, thinking you're Liam Gallagher. What were all that about? Uh, I think you'll find Babbage is still an undiscovered gem. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, we um, we didn't have much talent. We had a lot of uh, enthusiasm towards certain aspects of being rock stars, namely uh, the drinking, the women, um, <laughs> and hopefully the money that would come with that. Um, but um, no, we uh, our, our musical talents weren't great. We uh, we damaged. By graffiti, a lot of a lot of furniture Pencil at Ivy Bank. Babbage Pencil was cases. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Babbage was well known. Cases. <laughs> yeah. Babbage was well known throughout Ivy Bank because it was on every toilet door and every uh, every second desk. So um, we're famous without actually doing anything. Did Matt tell you about the uh, the demo tape that we uh, we produced? So the um, I've heard of Whistler. It got played in the. Uh, in the assembly on a Monday morning assembly, and all girls thought you were singing it. Yeah, well, Mr. Deer and getting played in basketball hall thought we were the next big thing, then he's done it. He did, yeah. And uh, there were people coming up to us asking us when, when our next gig were. But um, the interesting thing about that, and, and, and quite funny, we, we nicked the, uh, the song off a band called The Cornerstones. And uh, we, we created like a bit of a, a sleeve for it that had our names on it. And what we did, we, we did introductions. So we said, um, we are Babbage. We made up a recording studio, which was called, <laughs> uh, it was called the Go For It Recording Studios in Briarfield. Fantastic. So we introduced it saying, we're Babbage with the Go For It Recording Studios in Briarfield. We introduced ourselves individually, said hello. And then we cut into the song. Uh, which was actually a song called Porno Pirates by, um, by the Cornerstones. Now, about probably 20 years later to the day, uh, I was in the Inn on the Wharf at a, a function and um, a fella was in the same group as I was talking and I thought, I recognise that chap. It was a fella called Niall McConaughey and he was the lead singer of the Cornerstones. So I came clean and told him the story and I said... I said to him, I said, I've got a confession to make now. And he was absolutely made up by it when I told him. Yeah. Um, he was straight on the phone to the other lads from the band, texting him, telling him what I'd just told him. He thought it was absolutely fantastic. So you've got, 
So what MM's told us about you did absolutely nothing. You might have had a guitar and that was it, but you didn't do anything else. You actually did. You recorded your names and then played someone else's song. I'd forgot yes. about that recording. I'd forgot about recording the names. That was done it. at Shakespeare Street that night in the uh, in your front room. Well, do you know what it's reminded me of that Jez though? So tell them about that Christmas song that me and you wrote, Stanley. Yeah. In music in, in Mr. Milton's music class. I can remember I can... the. Um... I can remember the words to that. Do you want me to sing? Remember, it? I can remember words as well. Yeah, sing it. Go on, do it. Um, what does Christmas hold for me? For me, I've got no friends, no family to see. On Christmas Day, you'll be having a roast. No, I'll be having beans on toast, and then it were a big, then it were a big keyboard crescendo. <laughs> All the way press all things, and then it lash into it. Oh, beat started. It was like a bit of a Christmas disco hit. <laughs> the lyrics are fantastic. I can't believe you didn't make it. I know. As I said, Jez, un undiscovered gem, clearly, aren't we? Yeah, clearly. Do you think this would be a good time to talk about um, Matt's other musical career? Absolutely perfect time, yeah. Because this is we, we split a, up. in another band. Yeah, musical differences. Matt was more, we were more. Uh, sort of um, indie music. Matt wanted to sing boy band chart it. So I think he saw <clears> the took a different musical direction, Jez. Yeah. So go on, uh, tell us how that came about, Matt, and what happened. So, 99, I went to uni in Luton. <clears throat> Didn't actually do much university work. Well, probably went to three lectures in two years, probably. Worked in a nightclub. Um, came home in the first year, and a lad that I'd been at uni with Ended up getting in some in a boy band, and they went over to Mallorca in 2000 and worked for the block who put the Spice Girls and Five together. They worked over there for a year, and then two of the lads went on to find to find fame and fortune, and he needed two more people to to uh, join this band. Right. So me and me and another lad that I lived with got a phone call. Do you fancy <laughs> do you fancy coming? to uh, work in Mallorca for a summer. All your accommodations paid for, you have to work an hour and a half a night. Um, that was pretty much it. Like, the How already. old were you? 21, yeah, but 20, yeah, 21 would have been. Um, so went out there in the April and stayed for seven months in the first year and was voted the number one act on the island. <laughs> Fantastic. The first, in one of the clubs that the like, agent owned, we were the first ever act to bring a million pesetas behind the bar in a night. A million pesetas with 25 quid. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're still the first, yes. <laughs> what sort of... Um... Music did you dance to? Uh, popular music. <laughs> popular? Anything in particular? All sorts. Um, Backstreet Boys, Five. Right. You name well, I it. Think all the stuff like You yeah, did a great so version of All Rise, didn't you, Matt, by, uh, <laughs> by Blue, was it? We, when we, when um, we came back in after the first year we were there, um, obviously we were still doing a little bit of it over here. We did some showcases. And when you used to go around and certain like um, companies who put all the acts out all over, what well, they used to have these showcases all over, um, all over England, and the one in Blackpool, 
and we, we said that we'll go to it. So we invited this set of numpties to come and watch, and I think they were uh, pleasantly surprised. So they all they all they all they all came to watch, and uh, as as much as much as I do get ridiculed, but it were it was a fantastic two years living living in the sun, rent free. <laughs> and I bet you have some great stories for it. Probably none that can be told on here. My mum might listen to this. <laughs> well, why don't you? Take your top off. That, that's it, Matt. That's it. Take <laughs> it hey, that's it. Go on again. That's It's like my shower soundtrack every day. So that's that's how you grooved it up. And what, what was the band called, Matt? Tell us what the band was called. Forbidden. Forbidden. Did it have any other perks, Matt? The job? Um, plenty, yeah. <laughs> Free drinks and all sorts. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Imagine. No, that's a, that's an interesting story, Matt. I didn't realize. I knew you'd done something about boy dancing, and I thought. Uh, boy dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it obviously impacted on me uh, cricketing career for a couple of summers. Yeah, it sounded like it. Sounded like it. Um, what we'll do is, I think. Because now, you know, obviously you've got two of your muckers on, Matt. You've got uh, with Stanny and Joe. Let's discuss with the MD about what's gone on at the cricket club over the autumn period and, you know, anything that went on in summer. It was great to see the club open. and It was fantastic to get the support that we got from, um, you know, from people coming down, having a pint when they were allowed to. And then let's think about what's going to happen in the future. So we'll be a bit serious for five or ten minutes, talk it through. And then we'll go back to uh, maybe some funny stories from uh, from the Rugrats. So, Stanley, have you have you much to tell us in the way of of news from what's gone on and what could go on in the future for the cricket club? Yeah, plenty to be honest. Um, just to pick up on what you said there, Jez, it was great to see the club open in the summer. Um, it was also great to see so many new faces at the club. Uh, people coming in the club, having a drink, sitting outside. Um, so we did see a lot of new people at the end of the summer, probably brought about by the fact that uh, lockdown had been difficult and uh, we have a great place to get outside and have a drink, aren't we? So it was great to see those people. We hope that they come back next year. Um, obviously, our bread and butter as a club is, um, is private functions, really. So this period is, is a little bit more difficult because we've um, effectively got um, next to no next to no income at the moment now um, we were able to manage that we've got some of the government support that you've probably seen announced on TV so that's uh, keeping things ticking over um, but what we've decided to do um, is basically renovate the club so we've been talking over the last sort of 18 months about different projects for renovating the space that we've got within the club and, and, and making things better and we've taken the enforced closure so to speak as the perfect opportunity because one of the problems we had was at what point do we close um, because as soon as we close we, we're obviously cutting off income streams so the enforced closure is probably to some extent runs a little bit of favour with that and we've, we've started uh, quite, a, quite a bit of work on the, uh, the facilities. Oh, fantastic, that, uh, I know Joe Martins because he's moved into the West End room now 
has said that it's a little limited for, for making his brews and uh, and using the whole of the cricket club. Uh, so what work's been uh, been done down there, Matt? Um, we've done the um, ladies' and gents' toilets. We've had a complete um, top-to-bottom refurb. Um, we've had new ceilings throughout the club. Um, all the bars been renovated and, and made to look um, totally different, I would like to think, than what it looked at the end of the season. Yeah. And the place has been decorated. Um, and we've got the last two pieces to do, really. We've got um, the, probably what's going to turn out to be the most expensive project, the uh, roof above the dance floor. Um, as we've started doing the work that we've done, it's become uh, abundantly clear that that's just completely shot. Um, and we're going to have to get that replaced in full. The external roof, Stanley. The external roof, yeah. So all the ceilings have been done, or, or the ceilings up to that point have been done in the club, and they look fantastic, new lighting and everything. Um, but the unfortunately, the um, the external roof above the dance floor is absolutely shot. So is that, is that the best way around done. to do that, Stanley? Doing internal ceilings before external roof is that is that <laughs> is that you know um, sensible way around to do that? Well, we haven't done the, the internal ceilings where the roof's going to be replaced, Joe. So we have thought right, about okay. it. Um, and then once that's done, uh, we'll be having new carpets down as well. So, and I'd like to think, I would like to think that when people walk in, when they see it for the first time after um, when we reopen, I'd like to think that there will be a little bit of a uh, a little bit surprised, a bit of a wow factor for them when they see it. Because I've I've seen it probably every day for the last two months now as the work's been ongoing so I'm getting used to seeing it but I think when you first walk in and see it uh, it might uh, it might surprise you a little bit just how it looks. Oh Brant, fantastic that, that's good so, so you're saying there the the external roof towards the dance side of it is knackered I mean that, to be fair that I, I, how old would that be probably? Well it, it's the some of the timber in there I believe is over 70 years old yeah. um, yeah. But the actual roof itself has been replaced. Is probably taking it a, a stretch too far looking at it. The roof has been sort of patched up and patched up and patched up yeah. over the years. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's effectively got to the point of no return. I think I was in there with Joe Martin the other week and pointed out to an area where the, there's actually no wood left. It's just felt. So it's just yeah. the thing's completely knackered. Yeah. A bit like Trigger's broom. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I do, uh, you know, I do, you know, it's quite interesting because that was, um, I think, an extension from the original bar going back when probably Belez was in under 15s. Um, so it'd be fantastic that. So the external roof is all going to be replaced or is that going to be um, replaced where necessary? It's all going to be replaced. The thing's coming off and hopefully um, we'll have a bit of a, a vaulted ceiling down there as well. So it might even create a little bit more space. And, and right, brilliant. If, if we get it, if, we, if it looks as well as what we hope it's going to look, um, we're probably going to make that area a bit more usable as well by sticking another TV on the, the wall yeah. at the end of the dance floor. Yeah. So that when we've got things like the World Cup and stuff like that, yeah. uh, we can make best use of all the space we've got. Yeah, ideal, great work, and you know, good on you and the rest of the, the the directors and committees and everything for cracking on. And, and I bet Joe Martin's giving it a good quarter looking at every day. He's been. I think you've been in a couple of times, haven't you, Joe? Just to check that they're working hard. I have. I mean, I'm not a practical man, Jess. Um, 
I'm an idea. I'm an ideas man. You don't um, want to damage those piano fingers now, do you? No, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, if you were to if you were to look at my hands, you'd think, oh, Jesus, they've never been. He's eight. Never been near it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that, that's great news, Matt. So that that bodes well, and and it's very sensible whilst the club's shut to get it done, albeit. You know, I'll come back to the funds and and paying for it. It must be crippling us a little bit. That yeah, we've got some um, some inheritance money and things that we've 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 decided we're going to put towards it. Okay. Um, whilst we're waiting for that money, we we availed ourselves of the government bounce back loan, um, sort of in the knowledge that we'll be able to pay it back before the interest kicks in because the money that we're expecting will will yeah. arrive by that point. Yeah. Um, we've had a great response in the last few weeks to subs payments. Um, yeah. I think probably last night we, we passed £3,000 in payments for, for subs so far for next season, which is brilliant, brilliant that, isn't it? So excellent. good. Yeah. That's good. Um, and again, Matt, I think it's important to mention it now that because there's vaccines out there, because things are, it's tough now, it's very difficult, but things are looking a little bit rosier and crikey if we're still anywhere near this position next april you know so people paying the subs early they're still going to get the benefits of the club they're still yeah. going to look forward to a spring and a summer and and some great cricket out of it it's not it's not a donation is it so let's we get people to pay that early fantastic yeah we, we um we've already started planning for um i met with um organizer in chief of functions the other night suitably social distance of course well, yeah. it's difficult with Tony to distance yourself too far and stay in the same room. But um, we, uh, I met with him the other night with uh, Frank and Stan briefly and we just discussed some options. So, as you recall, in um, before lockdown, we were meant to be having the gym festival, beer and gym festival, weren't we? Um, so we were looking at resurrecting that and we, we've sort of decided that we're not going to go down that route for this Easter because there's still an element of uncertainty. But what we're going to plan for the Easter weekend this year is um, effectively a social distance, socially distanced music event. So in the event that there are still certain restrictions in place, we will be able to facilitate that. Um, in the event that the restrictions are lifted, we can just sell more tickets is the, is the sort of view that we've taken. Yeah. And we're going to look to, um, I think the Beer and Gym Festival will be the week after the season's concluded. Right. So plan. We're going to try and get that in, in the hope that with all the vaccine stuff and everything, we'll be yeah. back fully up and, and uh, running by then. And it's probably worth mentioning at this stage, Matt, that uh, you know since since we've had all the troubles in the last six twelve months, uh, we've had a, you know a few more members, ten I think members of the hundred club, which is great to <laughs> keep the club ticking along when you can't sell beer. So anyone else, anyone who wants to join, don't hesitate. Speak to anyone from the club. Uh, email myself or give me a ring. You can get me details. Anything off Twitter, and we can make you a member. Uh, just going back to the socially distanced music event. I mean, yeah, it's got to be socially distant. But if the weather is great and we can have it outside, I'm just wondering what what your thoughts are of trying to approach. You know, maybe Babbage and Forbidden and see. If <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't honestly, Jez. I don't think probably be able to cope with the. Uh... The interest. pay good money to watch Babbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said socially distanced, Jez. We'd need Nebworth Park for that. If <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Matt, that's fantastic. That that's great news around 
the way the club is keeps you know ticking along is there anything you can report around you know from the league exec or you know the cricket side of it i know the fixtures have just come out i think i've just they've all come out in the last day or two they've been on twitter is there anything you can update us with around that yeah like you say the fixtures are out um i think our fixtures i'm, I'm quite pleased with them to be honest we've got a couple of what you'd class as particularly tough runs, but I think the tough runs fall at decent times as well for us. Um, and then we've got, uh, there's no easy games, that top division, the standard next year is going to be absolutely um, phenomenal looking at it, or phenomenal, I should have said, um, looking at it. Yeah, I think it's, it's, going to take some, uh, it's going to take some winning. Uh, the Obviously the cup draw, we've got to buy in the cup. Um, I believe the Lancashire Cup's going to be a repeat of what we were meant to be in this year. So right. I think we played Denton St Lawrence in that. Cancelled. Oh, sorry. No, no, unfortunately <laughs> not for you, Joe. Uh, we played Denton St Lawrence, I think, in the first round in the T20s. Again, T20s. We've decided um, we're going to try and get in early and apply for licences um, for maybe the music to be outside on those nights in the event that we're not back um, fully functional in the club as well. So there's all kinds of thought going into it. Yeah, is the plan is the plan to have that that because you usually have that really good DJ, don't you, on T Twenty Nights? Is he will he be there again? Um, I'm hoping so. Yeah. What we call? So I know a lot of people just turn up turn up for the DJ. No, they're not yeah. really interested in the cricket. Yeah. Whatever you pay him, that must be well worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jez, on um, on one of the nights when we had the when we had the legendary DJ here. Dom Stewart's granddad asked him if he could turn the music down. <laughs> he came out of his car to say it was too loud. Can you turn it off? <laughs> I'm not dating dead. He's a good lad, he's that DJ. He's a good lad. Um, right, that's great, Stanny. Is there anything else you want to um, you want to pass on to the supporters or the players or, or anyone else out there before we move on with the podcast? Um, Joe can probably just give you a very quick on uh, the playing side we've um, we've got a pro um, we're just not in a position to announce it just at this moment in time for um, various reasons but we, uh, we're we very happy with the pro that we've we've got signed up um, and we think that'll oh, be I was going to say it's not me um, I think uh, I think it'll be a major asset to us as a, as a club not just this year but hopefully beyond that right, when brilliant. do you think we'll be able to uh, make an announcement in that regard Stanley? Um, when Lancashire, oh, sorry, um, <laughs> <laughs> will you cut that bit out, please? Um, hopefully, he's got some other commitments, he's just got to um draw a line under it. So, as soon as that's done, uh, and that's when, all confirmed, when she when she has cleared his spare bedroom for him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, thanks for that update, Stanley. And I, I know everyone will be eagerly awaiting it. It'll be announced as soon as it can be announced. Joyce, do you want to talk us through any amateurs, any good good young kids that are coming through, the new new signings, people who've left? I, I don't think we've had anybody leave, Jez. Not not that I'm not that I'm aware of. I'm just trying to think now, but I don't I don't think we've had any, anybody leave, and uh, we haven't signed any any amateurs. Um, we've got some very promising young lads who their names have already been mentioned on this podcast uh, a few lads who got to play in the first team uh, in this short season last year Tom York Robinson Henry Cotton and George Durkin being the three who are only 15 and 16 I think those three lads are and they they all played in the first team last year so 
yeah, we've got high hopes for them. Brilliant. Joe, can I make a request? Can we have George in wherever, whichever team's playing at home? Please, can you put him in that? Because his dad turns up and sucks about 10 pints again. So. <laughs> okay, fine. No worries. Perfect. Te- teams have been picked on far uh, less logic than that. <laughs> so uh, why not? <laughs> and I could do with him doing some dry lining for us as well on the, uh, on, around the dance floor, his dad. So if you can uh, spam him at this team where you can, that'd be great. Yeah, that's uh, priorities. That's what, uh, that's what clubs like ours are run on. Um, so that's... Uh, you know, it's fantastic news and we can look forward to, you know, March and April and get all this out of the way, this last nine months, done and dusted, and we all move on, you know, as, as a cricket club family and, and look forward to the future. So...